father's tent There you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows In one shining moment It's all on the line One shining Coaches, hello again. Welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. I'm Coach Kevin Furtado. Today is episode 135 with Coach Kyle Oman. Kyle Oman, as a college basketball player, he was fortunate enough to play for Liberty University, where he was a 1,000-point scorer and the 19th-ranked shooter in the country by his senior year by Fox Sports. Professionally, he played basketball in Spain briefly and in the ABA. As a coach and trainer, he has worked hundreds of different players over the years, several of them playing Division I basketball and professionally. Currently, he owns Tampa Basketball Training in Tampa, Florida, and also is a co-founder and CEO of BasketballHQ.com. We're so excited to have Kyle here. Uh, you know the part of our series of great basketball trainers around the country. Um, I enjoy talking to these guys. Recently, uh, we spoke to Ryan Borowitz. Um, these guys, uh, he was a shooting coach in Wisconsin. Um, Kyle is doing it out here in Florida in the Tampa area. He's really working with a lot of great players, developing their skills, developing their life skills, and really making them better people and better players. So I think you're really going to enjoy listening to him on his perspective on how he develops his players. So let's welcome Kyle Oman. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you joining me, man. I know you're a busy guy right now. I know. Yeah, no problem. I'm always down to talk some basketball and learn some new things. So I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and I, I appreciate you contacting me. I really love your website, by the way. I mean, I've always uh, – actually, I've been getting more intrigued uh, lately because I knew you were coming on, but you have some great stuff on there. We're going to talk about that later. But, um, hey, hey, I know you guys are happy out there with uh, Tom Brady coming to Tampa, man. you got to be excited. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm not the biggest Bucks fan, but it's good for the city. It's always good when, you know, there's excitement around the city, especially with uh, the Lightning lately. They've had some good seasons, so it's been fun. But, yeah, it would be nice to see uh, see the Bucks do well. Um, I'm, I'm a, a Ravens fan. I grew up in Pennsylvania about 45 minutes from the Maryland border. But, yeah, I'm a more Ravens fan. But, hey, I'm happy to see the Bucks do well. Well, you know, hey, it could be it could be Baltimore, Tampa, man. You know, I mean, that's what hey, it could be very easily in the, I guess, in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I mean, I see, I could see it more happening for the Ravens and the Bucks at this point, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, people, I think it's hard to say. I mean, Brady, it's amazing though. Forty three years old, man, still. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, for sure. I I, I think his biggest thing will be if he can get some. Uh, protection on the offensive line he'll do well he's got a bunch of receivers but if they don't protect them it'll be be a long year yeah for sure hey tell us a little bit about uh obviously you grew up in the maryland area and so forth kind of talk about how you grew up in the game and how you created this great passion because 
Um, you've had a really good college career. Obviously, you grew up in the game. Tell us about uh, your childhood a little bit and how that transformed into what you're doing now. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, just to, to speak, I mean, I, I, I am part of Basketball HQ. We have, you know, a lot of great coaches that have contributed. My uh, brother-in-law, who's the G League head coach for the, the Erie Bayhawks, he's put in a ton of work and stuff, too. So it's, it's been a group passion project. But um, as far as, you know, my basketball background, I grew up um, with an older brother, older sister who both played. And, uh, you know, as soon as I could – you know, start playing. I wanted to play. But the biggest thing for me is I just love competing. So I I would go down to this this place called Wyatt the Well. It was a like a rec center uh, owned by a, a a Christian church, Baptist church, and uh, they would have open gym. You know, every day, and I would go in there and you know work on my game or you know play three on three, play you know twenty one, play with anybody that you know would hang out with me. And then I started getting to that age where, you know, I wasn't quite old enough to play with the adults that would come in and I would, you know, sit on the sideline. And I finally, you know, got to that age where I, you know, could call down and I'd, you know, get skipped over two or three times, but I'd finally get on and be able to kind of prove myself. And, you know, over that time, I just, I loved that energy that was in the gym. I loved, you know, trying to prove that I was the best player, trying to, you know, you know, just, just play, just compete and always trying to get better. Um, I actually never went to a basketball camp uh, and I never played AAU, uh, which is, you know, surprising. If you talk to most kids, you know, nowadays it's eight camps in the summer and every AAU tournament you can get into, but I just never really knew that much about it or thought that much about it. I was just playing pickup every day. Um, and that's kind of where I, I got my background as far as, you know, growing up. Yeah, that's so interesting uh, because today's age, your perspective is more, even though you're not that old, perspective, man, you pretty much learn by playing pickup and kind of working on your own game. There's a lot of merit to that. Do you think that the AAU game is somewhat a little bit overrated with too many games? Well, the, the issue, my issue with AAU is um, – it's not really – so it's there's good players in it, no problem. For sure there's good players. But the style of play is not really comparable to a team that you're going to play in high school and ultimately at college where there's great help side defense, where you're seeing, you know, different kind of schemes, where, you know, it's more of a one-on-one, -on -one, which is not necessarily the coach's fault because they're getting players from all over. They're having one or two practices before they go to these tournaments you know, sometimes less is more. You can't put all that much stuff in, but it's just not realistic sometimes when a player is able to isolate or there's not good help side defense. So there is benefits to it. You get exposure. You do get to, you know, play against some of the best players, but as far as style of play and, you know, matching up against, you know, different defensive schemes, it's not quite there in my opinion. Um, but I do, I do see value in it. Uh, I think it's gotten better as it, as the years have gone recently, as there's been more um, notice of these kind of things. But I, I still think, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, growing up or growing, playing pickup, you just, 
if you are a 15, 16 year old kid and you're playing against, you know, a college kid or, you know, a mid twenties grown man, you know, that adds a lot of value. If you can score and be strong and protect the ball from them, when you're playing somebody your own age, it's, it's like, Oh, I've seen way worse than this. It's no, it's no issue. So I think that prepared me a lot for just being able to, you know, protect the ball, be strong with the ball, be able to get my shot off against bigger, stronger people. And I think that that adds a lot of value, especially as you move forward in, in your playing career. Yeah, I, I think, there's, like you said, I think there's merits to both of it and so forth. But I, I do think uh, the one advantage I think you said was by playing against older players. And not only that, you got to earn your way on the playing floor and so forth. I mean, obviously, these games – Today, these kids get on these teams and they might play, you know, four or five games in a day and so forth. And I hear a lot of complaints from people about the kids aren't valuing winning or losing that much anymore, the competitive side. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that, especially when you're, you know, a young kid like, okay, if I go play at the gym now, I'm known as one of the better players. I'm trying to win, but if I lose, there's a good chance I get picked up in a game or two and I'm back on doing whatever. When you're a 15-year-old kid and you're still proving yourself, you lose, you're waiting two hours. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's not like yeah. it's not like you, you know, you're you just waited 45 minutes or an hour to play and you lose and you're, you know, it might you might not get on again before, you know, everybody's ready to leave. So it's it's something where you learn to battle and you learn, you know, to prove yourself if you know if you got that fight in you so i think it's it's something that adds value and the kids that i i i also do uh private basketball training in in tampa florida as well um outside of basketball HQ just because i enjoy uh being in the gym but i i try and encourage my kids all the time you know play with older kids play with you know if you're 15 16 play with adults you know it's it's going to be good for you and and the thing is when i was younger i would if i was working on shooting off the dribble i would you know, try and work on that when I play pickup. Pickup's a great time to practice against live competition if you are valuing it and using it the right way. Yeah, and plus there's no parents around and you're not playing for anybody but yourself. <laughs> I mean, so it's a value yeah. of, of growing and learning. Hey, tell us about what you're doing out there. I've been really reading up on your your uh, training center in Tampa, uh, Basketball HQ. And are you also still coaching right now? Kind of tell us about what you're doing right now. Yeah, so Basketball HQ is uh, kind of a separate thing. It's more everything is online resources for coaches and players. Um, One of the things, going back a little bit to growing up, is I thought, man, if I would have had all this information growing up, I would have, you know, all the hours that I put in the gym would have been so much more maximized because I would know the different ball handling drills, the different finishing moves to work on. So I was always thinking that's kind of what got me started with Basketball HQ was, man, I want to provide this resources, resource for coaches and basketball players and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as far as the training that I do now, um, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of that similar mindset where, you know, I want to pass on the information and knowledge that I've gotten over my career, either through playing or, you know, basketball HQ is one of the benefits for me is every drill, every article that goes up, I read that thing and usually multiple times. So I'm getting to learn from, you know, all these different college coaches see their best stuff, pick out stuff that I want to use, stuff that I can do better. You know, so I've been able to use all of the information that Basketball HQ provides for myself as well. And and my goal basically with my training is 
to to customize that for my for each individual player because you know it's not a, a blanket approach in my opinion there's yes there are certain skills that every player should have but when it comes to learning styles when it comes to playing styles when it comes to skill sets you know there's specific things that you want to hone in on and focus on you know where if you are able to evaluate a player and then use this information whether it's from basketball hq or other websites or stuff you picked up on your own from friends from whatever and pass it on to them it's gonna it's gonna pay you know huge dividends for them later on yeah and there's so many kyle don't you agree i mean i I just spoke with i have uh mostly high school coaches on my podcast plus i have a lot of skill trainers recently i spoke with john beck from pure sweat and um i really like what they're doing and so forth but do you agree there's a lot of trainers out there that are not qualified, maybe former players? I mean, what separates what separates you from these other guys? It sounds like you guys are really focusing on the true education of a player, more of a, a whole player more than anything else, rather than just skills. Yeah, I mean, it's basketball training is one of those things where, you know, anybody can kind of, say that they're a trainer there's not like a certification and you know there are some you know uh skill development people that will say hey i'm certified you know coach with so and so you know and and that it adds a little bit of accountability but you know if you get one guy that's you know worked with x player that you know ended up being a five-star recruit or potentially playing in the nba Now it's like, oh, he worked with him. He's a great trainer. He's this, and he may be, he may not be. It's just for sometimes it's, if you can talk a good game, whether you know what you're doing or not, people buy into it. (laughs) Um, My, my biggest thing is, is I try to, when it comes to my kind of training style is I try to not only talk about stuff that, you know, I potentially know, but that is backed up by other coaches as well. Um, when I do my training stuff, like when I'm learning myself, I'm not a, oh, this coach said this, this is 100% of what I do, but I will study and say, oh, I like this or I like this. And I will try and always continue to adjust and, and, and move my training style. A good example is that I've been reading this book called the inner game of tennis and it's, uh, I'm halfway through, so I'm not going to act like I know everything that's in it, but the idea of overthinking um, when it comes to teaching players techniques. So one of the things that I'll do is teach players um, shooting mechanics. And in in the the book that I was reading, he's talking about when you give players too much to think about, they can only focus on one thing at a time and they end up getting too tight and too tense rather than, you know, showing them and letting them kind of figure it out on their own. And I was thinking about that, you know, maybe at times I am giving them too much to take it at one time or I am giving that it's becoming too much of a thinking thing. So there's always things. That's just one example of where you can kind of, you know, adjust and go. But as far as comparing it to other other trainers, you know, it's it's tough to say this blanket thing that they're not doing. Um, But I think there is there is ways that you can see trainers. Okay, they do know what they're talking about or they don't compared to. You know, I don't know if the average person can necessarily do that. So it is tough sometimes. Um, but I can usually typically tell after watching a training session within, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, oh, they're not really locking in on the details. They're giving them this drill to do. 
but they're not teaching them to stay low. They're not teaching them to change up their pace. They're not teaching them to keep their eyes up, push the ball out when they go past the defender. So it's, it's pretty easy to tell, at least from my point of perspective, but it's very, it's not always the easiest thing to tell if you're, you know, don't really know anything about basketball. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I definitely want to get your feedback and feedback on how you train people. Um, and we're going to talk about that later, but uh, I have a really good player. Uh, girl, I coach girls and um, I can tell when she's been with the other trainers and so forth. And I, I don't have any problem with her going to other people sometimes. Um, but I do think there's a lot of over, I don't know if it's over training or over coaching. I'm a believer that you don't need five to six moves. I believe in certain basic things that a player, and then you kind of expand from there. Um, there's sometimes when she does, I, I call it over moves. I mean, there, there's too many moves. It's like finish solid, strong. Do you think there's too much teaching going on or too much over coaching within the training profession? I, I, that's what I see. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I think, there is we've lost the kind of the mastery and it's um you see this player you know in the nba or whatever and this instagram trainer kind of replicating this move and okay that's fine if you want to work on that but you shouldn't be working on you know these other things down the line if you haven't got a b and c down you know you you've got to follow the game plan of okay for, for example post move if i can't consistently drop my shoulder, get to the middle, hook shot. I don't need to be working on up and under, shot fake this, pivot this. I need to have that base where, you know, I make this move. Okay, they cut me off. Then I counter. Like rather than, you know, I can't hit a, an open shot or I can't hit a rip through one dribble pull up. I shouldn't be handling the ball five, six, seven, eight times, step back shot. Like you need to to think about the percentage and the priorities of the shots that you're going to get within the game. So one of the big things that I focus on when I train is I want to focus on the shots that they are going to get the majority of the time. So we will do some stuff off the dribble. There will be a time in a game where if you're one of the better players, you might get a shot late clock. But if you're playing without a shot clock and you have four quarters in a game, the odds, I mean, just think if you have the ball every time, that's four times in a game, that's not that many times. That's the max. You don't need to be, you know, doing all this. There'll be times, yes, you get hot, you get whatever. But if you can learn to shoot the ball off a reversal, rip the ball off off a reversal where a guy closes out too tight, you know, attack in transition, sprint the floor, get a shot. Those are things that happen almost every time down the court, and you're getting all these opportunities to score. These are the things that you need to master compared to, you know, the shots that you're going to get maybe once every you know low percent not low percent shooting shots necessarily but low presented percentage chances of getting them throughout the game so that's that's kind of one of the big things that i focus on with with yeah and and kind of give me some feedback too kyle on this and in our program i have levels of offense and defensive skills so you can't move to the next level until you master and a lot of times kids don't master they i mean let's be honest we i have a lot of average players but um I think there has to be a progression is what you're saying, correct? Yeah, and I have no problem introducing something, kind of to mix it up, but I'm not going to skip ahead like you talked about. Like I'll, I'll, I'll put in, you know, I'll let them work on something a little bit just so 
when we get to that down the road or just so it's not the same boring thing, not boring, but the same monotonous thing kind of mm-hmm. every day. But typically I'm, I'm until they're able to do this, I'm not, I'm not moving them on to this. And it, and it really, it's my job as a trainer and your job as a coach to find the things that's going to provide the most value for them. It's, you know, especially if I'm only getting a kid once or twice a week, I need to maximize that time and make sure that they are getting the most out of my session. They are going to have the most chance to be successful with the stuff that I'm giving them. I'm doing them a disservice if I am not working on those things that are most vital to their game and their position and their skill set. Right. And every player is going to be different. So there's no generalized. That's what a lot of the great trainers I spoke to, uh, you know, like a Gannon Baker. I, I talked to him the other day and John Beck and those guys. Um, they said, man, every player is a little bit different. I'm, I'm sure you're kind of molding the same, the same type of teaching technique, right? Every player is a little, is made a little bit different. So it's not one, a one way approach. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, talk about your great mentors in the game. Who, who did you learn from? Who's whether it's a coach or a trainer, who are your great mentors that you learn? Who are guys that you really value their opinions? Yeah. So, uh, I actually, growing up, I had two brothers that were high school coaches for us, um, and they were not necessarily the most technical guys, but they were compete and play hard and have fun with the game guys, and I could not, just with my mindset of already, you know, wanting to work hard, that kind of stuff, like, I could not have had better high school coaches as far as, you know, go out there, get after it type kind of deal but it wasn't really till college um I, I i played at liberty university i had three different head coaches while i was there um my first year um the coach ended up not having his contract renewed but it wasn't until the second set of coaches i had two coaches one richie mckay who's at at liberty now um, who's doing really well and then uh brad susie who is his um his lead assistant coach who's been with him a lot of different places, but both of them taught me the skill side of things. Um, as far as, you know, being down ready on your shot, some different skill set stuff, as far as, you know, being able to get my shot off, being able to handle the ball, et cetera. Um, for coaches, those were, those were probably my, my two that helped me most, but honestly, my, my, brother-in-law who is Ryan Panona's partner with basketball HQ is the head coach for the Erie Bayhawks but it wasn't until I really met him and he was he was my sister's boyfriend at the time so they weren't even married but he worked with a guy named David Thorpe who's worked with Kevin Martin, Corey Brewer, uh, a bunch of different NBA guys over the years uh, skill development stuff and it wasn't until I really met him that I understood how to work smarter on my game um the drills that we were doing was like you know like i i i've done layups before but i have not worked on euro step and worked on a pro hop and worked on creating the contact it was more of just i was doing these things naturally but not having the expertise to do them or not having you know the guidance of if you do this you know take this step and push the dribble out you're going to be able to get by your defender on a straight line and get to the basket so it's like I'm like wow like all this stuff opened up for me and I and that's kind of one of the the reasons the passions that for basketball HQ was me and him were like 
you know, we need to get this information out to anybody and everybody that wants it. And, you know, it, it, he, those three, but primarily probably my brother-in-law, um, who's also a good friend now as well, you know, over the years, he's been a good friend, but those were the guys that really just, you know, taught me the importance of skill development and expertise compared to just going in the gym and, you know, kind of doing whatever, even if you're working hard, you still need that expertise of knowing what you should be working on and how to better develop that kind of, you know, skill set and all that. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about basketball HQ because I'm really interested. And I want our listeners to really um, tune into your website and really get the maximum out of it. Tell me why, first of all, I think you already did about why you created it, but uh, you also sent me, um, you know, we, you contacted me earlier about uh, these certain topics, how to prepare players for high school basketball, the role of skill development and building winning programs. And you also mentioned uh, some two ball dribbling drills. Kind of talk about that because I think you want to connect to the, my website and so forth. And I'm always looking for better ways to teach the game. Talk a little bit about what I can get out of your website. Yeah, as far as, you know, as a coach or a trainer, um, the way that we built Basketball HQ is we are not a, this is the only way to do it. This is, if you don't do it this way, you're doing something wrong. Instead, we took the approach of, let's get a bunch of different experts. Let's, you know, kind of pool our information. Let's work with these guys. And there are different strategies. There are different ways. There's, you know, there's, there's, it's not one way or the wrong way. So we went with um, some that we've, we've worked with coaches from Florida, from Georgetown, from, you know, coaches change, you know, so, so often. So there's all these, there's the coaches that we film drills with aren't necessarily at these schools. Now some have gone on to head coaches. Some have, you know, went to other assistant coaches, et cetera. But we film drills with them saying, Hey, you know, what is some of the drills that work you've worked with your team that you think, you know, And we offer all these different ball handling drills. We offer team drills. We offer shooting drills. So it's, it's a way for other coaches to get in the gym with these expert coaches that have worked with these top level players, whether, you know, professional players or college players or, you know, whatever. And not only do the videos say, okay, here's the drill, like some diagrams are like, Oh, that's a pretty cool drill. The coaches, instruct the drill so they'll say hey you know like you're not quite doing this get your hands up stay low they're teaching the finer points of the drill so as a coach when you watch this video of kevin sutton teaching this drill it's oh okay that's what i need to be teaching my players as well that's what i need to be focusing on with my players as well compared to you know like okay i know that the drill basics of the drill but i'm not really knowing all the details of it which the details is what helps the players you know really succeed and really benefit as they're going through these different drills yeah give me a specific because i'm all about hey i want to get my players better like many of us coaches um give me an example like like now are you connecting with you have certain players you're working with now now it's it's very difficult you you pretty much got to do it virtually online correct yeah, so with, you know, we, we have players that use – we have an app and we have a, a web platform. Okay. Um, and 
it's not we don't um specifically have like clientele like i'm working with this this kid but there are a lot of players that will are looking for virtual coaching or you know more resources to to train on their own and so they will come and sign up we also have trainers um a good example is is austin youth basketball um they have a group plan through us and um that he offers what our services as homework for all of his players to take home with them so the way it works is he signs up for the group membership and then he's able to bring in as many players as he wants into that group membership and then they get access to all the content so they can do our two ball drill at uh true ball workout at home or the one player shooting workout or partner shooting workout or work on their explosiveness we have vertical stuff in there agility stuff they can you know whatever they want to work on on their own they can go in there and it tells them the number of sets and the number of reps and how much rest time and has a video explaining everything so it's all right there where they can access that and you know have all that that they have there and we've we've tried to do a good job of creating um several different variations of it so say you want to do a workout on your own there's a a full workout for one person say you have a partner there's you know partner workout or you know say for a a high school coach you want drills or a workout for your team by position there's guard workouts there's you know um post workouts there's whole team workouts all that kind of stuff so We've tried to break it down as much as possible um, to where a coach or a player or a parent with their player can find the resources that that they're looking for that will fit their needs. Yeah, I love that. And I I want you – I love being specific. Hey, this is NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball, and I'd love to help you get game results this season. Check out a free trial of my Pure Sweat training app on the Google Play and App Store today. This is Matthew Smith with United Basketball Clinics. I want to let you know about the fourth annual Hoosier Gym Coaches Clinic, the last weekend of August, August 28th and 29th. Right now we've secured Chris Oliver of Basketball Immersion to to speak all Friday night. He's going to give three to four sessions on topics that will challenge us as coaches and leaders. I look forward to seeing you there. We will update you as soon as we secure other speakers for Saturday. Please follow at Coach M.W. Smith on Twitter, and our website is unitedbasketballclinics.com. With players and so forth, let's say I have, and I do have, I have a big six-foot girl, and I want her right now to be focusing. She's a junior, and um, I want her to get a little bit stronger, and also I want her to get a little quicker with her agility, um, and I want her to firm up on her low block moves and so forth. Give me a specific workout. Just give me a sample workout that I can send her or maybe use from the website. Now, I have other things I'm doing with her, but I want to I want to find the best for her. So I want to get your expert opinion. As far as um, creating a specific workout, that would be something that you could, you know, within the platform, you could reach out to us and say, hey, this is kind of what we're looking to do. We plug in the different exercises and drills, and they're they're boom, ready ready to go. Um, but as also as if you were um, 
you know, kind of part of the group. It could be something that you did as well if you wanted to create that personal workout for them. So you would go into the drill database and say, okay, here's this. We have, we worked with uh, Chris Capco, who's a assistant coach at USC. He did a lot of our post drill for us. You know, spin the ball out to yourself, catch it, chin it, take a dribble, hook our inside leg whip to the middle, hook shot finish. Or if you wanted to work on agility, um, you know, we have different agility drills, whether it's, you know, with a ladder or using a line type kind of stuff. So we have, it, we've done a good job. I think we have just under 850 video drills covering all kinds of different aspects. So if you list list a, a skill that you want to work on or, you know, uh, there's there's most likely a video that is going to highlight that. And there's most likely, if it's a pretty general skill, there's most likely three or four or five videos that are, are going to highlight, you know, um, that skill. So there's some, some variation that you can use as far as working on these different drills where it's not the same thing over and over. Yeah. I love that. Of course, um, you know, a lot of people say master the boring, but let's be honest, kids these days, you know, it's, it's tough for the average, average player and so forth. You got to make the workouts. I believe in creativity. Kyle, talk about, um, I know you probably did the same thing. I grew up in the driveway. I learned how to play the game in the driveway, and then I took it to the court later on. Do you think kids are spending enough time on their own, or are they absolutely in need of of another pair of eyes watching them all the time? What's your opinion on that? I, I think that kids are not spending enough time on their own, but I think that they do not need another set of eyes on them. I think – that if that is their only motivation, if there's another set of eyes on them, then that they're eventually going to kind of burn out or it's going to just kind of teach them to not do it unless somebody else is holding them accountable. My big thing is, you know, I every with with my personal training, I'll say, hey, you know, we worked on these drills this week. I want you to spend this amount of time on them this week and I'll try and do my best to when they come back the next week, Hey, what'd you work on this week? What'd you do? Um, speaking from personal perspective and just thinking about, I never needed somebody to tell me to get in the gym. I didn't need somebody to say, Hey, did you work out today? Did you do this? You know, I, I wanted to do that. It was something that I was passionate about. Um, and that's, you know, there's different personalities and there's different reasons why kids play sports. But I think on some level, if it's not coming from their personal desire and sometimes it can be cultivated, it can be taught. It can say, Hey, you know, you love this game. This is what you need to do. This is how much time you need to spend. And in that kind of deal. But if it's always, you know, the only time they're working out is with a coach or the only time they're working out is if their parent is telling them to do it. They're not, that's, it's most likely not for them. Um, and that, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's, plenty of things in this world to be passionate about um if you can't find the motivation as a player to want to work on your game and like i said this can be taught this can be cultivated sometimes when kids are younger it's that's it's not as big of it as an issue because you know i don't think kids should be you know super every day every day when they're younger i played multiple sports i did you know but at, at a certain point 
it, you know, it, it is something that you need to either buy into or decide maybe this isn't for me, or maybe I just want a casual experience. I want to be a part of a team. I want to do this, but it's not something that, you know, I, I knew when I was younger, I wanted to play college basketball. That was my motivation. I wanted to play college basketball. And so I, I, I feel like I put in the work to make that happen, but sometimes kids just want to have an experience. They want to hang out with their friends and play basketball. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, that's a different mindset. So you have to figure out as a kid, what are you in it for? What is your motivation? Yeah. You mentioned some, you mentioned a key word. How do you cultivate it? Cause I think what this podcast is, is it's, he got all coaches on here is I think there's a lot of over coaching going on. And to be honest with you, I think we, we're, we're talking too much to the kids. I mean, we're constantly correcting kids and I think the best advice, and tell me if I'm wrong, is to leave them alone and then facilitate that every once in a while, kind of get an observation in, and then leave them alone. Let them learn on their own. I know that sounds a little crazy, but I really believe in that. Yeah, that's it's something that I've thought about, too, um, as, a, as a fine line, especially for somebody who is a stronger leader or who does notice everything. It's if you are the one that is always bringing it to attention or you're the one, you know, like for example, in, in uh, a high school basketball practice, middle school or whatever, if the coach is the only voice that's ever heard or the coach is the only one that is bringing energy or, you know, is accountable for this, then it's not going to be a great, you know, it's not going to be a great year because it takes that individual player buy-in. It takes that individual player accountability. And then it takes players holding each other accountable. So the more we can encourage players to take ownership in themselves, first that, you know, you need to teach them the right way to do it. You know, how can you hold, expect them to hold themselves accountable if they don't know? But at a certain point, it's got to be, pushing player buy-in, pushing, you know, players to step up and accept those roles compared to if it's the, if the players are always determined on the coaches to do things for them or, you know, whatever, it's not going to get there. So it needs to be where you're cultivating, Hey, you know, come on, man, like this, this needs to be something that you're invested in. It's not because I'm looking at you that you do it the right way. It's because if you want to be this type of player, if you want our team to be successful this year, you need to buy into yourself. This is what needs to be done. At the end of the day, it's, it's down to what you're going to do. And hopefully that resonates with them and they're thinking in their head, yeah, this is what I want to do. And, you know, not only am I going to do my best to do it, if I see somebody else that's, that's you know, trying to take away from the, what the team's going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, hey, man, like that's not how we do things here. This is what we need to do. And when you can get something like that going, which is a lot harder to do then say that that is where you enjoy coaching and that is where you have the success and that is what what it's about because now you've taught that player to hold himself accountable you've taught that that player to have higher character and that is not just going to be on what happens between the lines but it's going to hopefully travel with them the rest of their life and that's and that's what it's about in, in my yeah opinion. there's going to be a lot of carryover right Kyle, I mean, to other things in the line, which I think is a way more important. Um, talk about workouts. Uh, help us coaches out. Let's say we're trying to put a workout together for during this time, because Kyle, let's be honest, we might not get back into play. I know our summer ball, 
Now we play a lot of summer ball out here. It's probably going to be canceled. So our kids, we're telling them, man, you better start working on your own. Give us like a sample workout you would give, or maybe that's on the website that a kids can do on their own. Yeah. I mean, not to uh, promote too hard, but you know, we, one of the, like I was saying earlier with the, the, the trainer from um, Austin, you know, we, if you, if we offer group things where you sign up for a group plan and it's your own, you know, um, dashboard where it's only the players that you want in there and they can get in there and log workouts. You can send messages to them. So a good example would be, you know, I, I, and with Tampa basketball training, I, I create my own platform. I invite my clients and I say, Hey, this week, do the two ball work, the stationary two ball workout. Cause most of the hoops are taken down here. There's not really, you know, option. They do the two ball workout. I, I see which players have done it. You know, maybe I set up a reward system for whoever does, you know, the most, whatever this week, next, next day or next week, I say, Hey, let's work on our agility this week. Here's the agility footwork workout. Let's, let's do that. So there's there's definitely options with that through the website, but as far as you know, creating a workout outside of the website, I would say, you know, go if you don't want to pay for something, go on YouTube, save a bunch of links, send it to your players. Hey, do this, do this, do this drill. Or, you know, I'm I'm assuming that the coaches have done other drills mm-hmm. with them in the past. Say, hey, this remember this drill that we've did here. Maybe a brief description. Do this. X amount of times, you know, type kind of thing. So there's, there's options. I would just try and make sure that um, the players fully understand what the drill is and what the teaching points of it are. So if you do find a drill or you do say, remember this drill that we did, write out some teaching points that they can focus on because I can show a ball handling drill. And if they're not pound dribbling the ball, staying in an athletic stance, keeping their eyes up, you know, working on ball control, it's really not going to benefit them that much. Um, so that's that's kind of the suggestions that I that I have for there. I, I, I'm not sure if that answered your question. Yeah, for not, sure. But, uh, uh, and I think you all, I, I think it's important like now is for their kids workouts to be recorded um, so they can get evaluated. Yep. But that's what we're trying to do. Um, and, you know, you have Zoom, you have Google Hangout, you have all sorts of stuff now you can use. So that's what we're really trying to work on. And hopefully the coaches out there are all trying different things right now. I know it's a struggle right now, but um, uh, how can in a team setting, because you coach in a team setting, I think you're still coaching now uh, in a high school setting. What's the best way to get skill development done? Some people believe you start at the beginning of your practice, get all your skills in. And then I am not hesitant by doing my skill development either at the middle or the end, I don't think there's always has to be at the beginning. Tell me about skill development within a practice setting. Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm trying to see it right here, but uh, yeah, I actually am writing an article this week about um, the balance between skill development and uh, practice time. And it's, it's a, Let's see. But anyway, the, kind of the, the, the biggest things for me is it is tough to budget that skill development time, especially as it gets later in the year, um, because there's only so many minutes. 
There's, I know I need to prepare this. I know we're struggling with this. And then the other thing is it's hard too, because say you have two baskets and 15 players, it's, it's kind of difficult to, you know, get everybody engaged and everybody involved. So the, the biggest thing that I, that I think is, is to maximize the time that you do have. So one of the things that we did um, that are, that I've done in the past with teams is have, give, give your players a stretching routine before practice starts that they can do that. So that's automatically 10 minutes that you've gathered back where, they're showing up early and they're able to get loose, you know, make sure that they're doing it the right way. You don't want anybody getting hurt, but make sure that, you know, team captains lead them through a stretching routine, whatever. That's 10 minutes right there. That's 10 minutes that you could, you know, work on skill development stuff that you, you say, Hey, I got this 10 minutes back and work on skill development stuff. The other thing that um, I think is important is if you have multiple coaches, you can break up into position groups. So, you know, uh, have the posts on one end working on hook shots or dump off finishes, uh, working on some kind of rebounding, you know, whatever, something position specific. The guards on the other side can be working on different shots that you're going to get within your offense, whether it's coming off a ball screen, whether it's filling up, et cetera. And if you even have even a third coach, you could do some kind of ball handling with the point guards in the middle you know, working on maybe some live stuff where, you know, they're being guarded by another guard and they're having to handle pressure. All those things are going to add value to a, a game. You know, if you have a post player that can finish around the basket, a, a wing that can hit open shots, a point guard that's not turning the ball over, you know, that's all adding value. That's in, that's in, that's important stuff that, you know, you need to put budget practice times, times towards. Um, the other thing is, if you have different offensive sets that you're running, you know, break them down into to three to three group, you know, three person stuff and go on each side. Have, you know, whether it's a a ball screen roll replace as an example, you know, have a, a couple posts, have a couple guards and a wing in the corner and just keep cycling through where you're, you know, coming off that ball screen, hitting the roll guy or throwing back to, you know, the wing player filling up and then have another coach hit whoever doesn't get the ball and you know that way you're getting quality repetitions at stuff that you see within your offense and it's not only getting you know reps at shots and finishes that you're going to get but it also helps you better understand the reads of what you're doing and then you could maybe throw in a defense you know throw in defenders where you know it's uh you're working against live competition all that kind of stuff and then the biggest thing is when practice finishes, you know, it doesn't always have to be mandatory, but coaches that will stick around with players to get up shots, or if you can, you have a shooting gun where you set that out, or you have, you know, players, you know, find a partner and get up this amount of shots, whatever, like that makes a huge difference if that's, you know, every day. There will be some players that automatically will do it, but this, this will help the players that are like on the edge or maybe sitting around goofing on the sideline, you know, encourage them to take 15 or 20 minutes before or after practice to get shots up, work on their ball handling, et cetera. Um, that's, that's, those are some great ways right off the top of my head that, that I think would help maximize that skill development in practice. Yeah. And you find, and I want you to tell me, cause you have worked with a lot of different coaches and you work with a lot of different players. What are some of the main problems coaches are having 
in their either in their practices or their skill development that you see on a regular basis? And also, what are some skills that you see that are prevalent, some weaknesses you see a lot in a lot of the players you work with? Um, as far as, uh, repeat, repeat the first part. Let's go one at a time. What, yeah. What sorry to throw two part? questions at you. I feel like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the president of the United States here. He gets, he gets like five <laughs> questions. And of course, I'm not sure if he can answer any of them, but that's another podcast. But, um, Hey, uh, the coaches, um, do you, you see specific issues? Like you say, you go watch a coach's practice. Is there specific things that you see on a regular basis that coaches are not doing? Because let's be honest, not all of us team coaches are great skill guys because we got so much to work on. What are some issues you see in practices? Okay. That's yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, so it's, it's difficult to be a, a skill detail guy with, 15 kids on the court but it can be done it just has to be something that is daily emphasized so the biggest thing that i that i'll see is there'll be some kind of shooting drill and it'll be you know it's it's not a bad drill it really is not um but there's not that accountability to be going game speed to be going to be down ready to be showing your hands to hold your follow through after your shot it's more of you know, either a race to get through it or super casual or, you know, whatever. And that's not really providing value. You know, it's, it's the drill is there. It's not a bad drill, but because this individual player or every player out there is not doing a great job of the details, then it's really not that valuable of a drill. And that's where I, why I think coaches kind of get away from skill development. They're like, well, that's not really, benefiting that much to be honest so the biggest thing that i would would say is you know bring your players in re-emphasize the drills re-emphasize and if they're not and if they're not doing it blow that with blow that whistle they stop guys get your butt down show your hands hold your follow through it's not a race you know and it's it's that constant emphasis and then hopefully you know if you're doing that enough times it's like it's it's like training a dog where they know, they know what to do. They're not, it's not a bad habit that they have anymore. And now that time is valuable. Now that time is important. And then the, the other thing is, um, is when they're doing, you know, like we talked about specific actions or, or whatever, kind of teach them what the reads are, you know, rather than just going through the drills like a robot, you know, where I can, I can tell hundred percent where the player is going to make the pass, what he's going to do. He's playing at the same speed, you know, teach them, Hey, when you come off this screen, use your eyes to freeze that help defender. Don't stare down, you know, don't stare down the passer, give a little pause, see how it's going to develop, you know, or explode off that hip, you know, get that, that um, post defender to slide with the, you know, just different stuff like that, like makes a huge difference and it, and it adds value to, every drill and every skill that they're learning because it's, it's something that translates to a game where, you know, sometimes just throwing a drill out there and saying, go for it is not, is not really doing it or not really benefiting. Yeah. Those are great points. Cause I, you think coaches just from your own observations, they're doing too much. Uh, and I know I'm guilty of that. Um, I, I think sometimes I do too much rather than focus on one concept at a time. I think we, we, we just jump ahead. Um, and that's, that's part of good teaching is 
kind of to go slow, be more patient in your teaching process. You see that as a major issue. I think you already said that, but um, do you think we need consultants? I mean, I would, I mean, I would love to have somebody come in from the outside and watch my practice and say, Hey, man, you need to slow down. You need this and that. Do we think we do enough of that? Um, I, that, you know, it's, it's in theory, that sounds <laughs> great. Um, it's just, you know, and, and this is well, I'm just thinking of my own, you know, personal perspective. I've got to kind of know you and understand what you're, where you're coming from before, you know, it's just tough to let somebody else in your practice, that's like, hey, man, you're doing this and this. And like, okay, I, like I'm going to take that into consideration and evaluate it. But it's it's still, it's, you know, it's it's definitely coaches are, are strong leaders or strong characters. But that also means that it's sometimes we don't, we like sure. the way that we do things. So I don't know if that's <laughs> always always the fix. But it, I, I, I think that's why it's so important to go to different coaches clinics and stuff like that where, you know, there are skill development sessions there where they're teaching you know the details of different stuff or even getting online and you know watching different practices of you know there uh, there's recordings of different practices and stuff like that but it's 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 tough too when we're talking you know all this stuff going on when maybe you have one assistant or a parent or two parents that are there to help out but they're not really basketball experts themselves so depending on you know, in a perfect world, you have two or three assistants some grad assistants and, you know, managers. And it's like you're charting this and coaching this and like, OK, perfect. Right. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I can get so much done. But it's tough, you know, and it it's it's just different for everything. So I think you have to kind of pick your battles and 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 find the things that are the highest priority to focus on. And hopefully, you know, you can get to everything you know but it's it's there's only so many eyes and so many mouths and there's only so much time and you can't stop every second or you know there, you'll you won't get to what you need to do so it's it's finding that balance yeah and i appreciate you know being transparent and and, and give us some honest feedback there kyle um hey my last thing is is uh, tell us first of all again re- kind of about your website um, tell us about also if there's a membership cost involved so the coaches have all the information when they go on there. There's probably going to be a lot of coaches checking it out. And uh, just give just kind of give one final synopsis of uh, what you're offering. Is there anything else you want to offer to, the, to our listeners? Yeah. Um, so we offer – two plans one is a a personal individual plan so it's it's ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year and you can get on there and you get access to the web platform with all the drills you get access to the app um has workouts all all this kind of stuff um and you can get on there and you know you take the take the drill on your phone with you and you're you know and you're um you can save it highlight it whatever you can take that with your players and go um the other, or if you're a player, you can use use it as well. But the other one that we offer is it's uh, $50 a month. So it's a little bit more expensive, um, but it allows you to put up to, you know, 25 people on there where you are, um, you know, this is your uh, personalized platform. So it'll be, you know, I coached at a school uh, a while ago, Cambridge Christian. So we, we did one for them and, you know, that, 
all of our players would be in this this group. Um, they would get access to all the workouts, all whatever, and you have your own platform with them, with all the drills, with all everything in there, and it's your own private, you know, so you can see who's logging workouts. You can share resources in there. You can, you know, it's, it's your personalized platform. Um, for members of this, if you hear this podcast, right, as a, as a good example, if you email me at info at basketballhq.com i will drop your monthly if you do the group one i will drop it to 35 dollars a month um you know i think it'll help with coaches you know especially now with their players all that kind of stuff so if you email me um if you if you're hearing this if you email me i will do that as a as a service to you um and that can go on as long as you you want to use it it doesn't have to be for a couple months, if you want to use it for your team, even after this as, as a way to, you know, provide accountability in the preseason off season or, you know, whatever, provide them resource. That's something that we offer. Um, but then the other thing is on our site, we don't charge anything for all of the, the basketball plays um, and uh, the basketball articles that coaches have written for us. We have a lot of college coaches um, that have provided really, really good, articles on all kinds of different you know content and that and the reason that we do that is because or the reason that we don't charge is one we want to provide you know information for the different people that come to the site but also it's a way for those coaches to kind of get their name out there and you know um, provide some more notoriety for them but yeah we offer a ton of free resources on the site so get on there and explore and you know, take advantage of those, those resources as well. And, you know, this is the perfect time for as much as we've talked about, how do we get our players better? You know, you have a lot of time where you can read and learn and watch videos yourself. So this is a time where, you know, you can pick something new up and invest in, you know, really dig deep and, you know, grow as, as a coach. Yeah, for sure. This is, this is an awesome time, but I'm sure Kyle, you're aware, man, there's, there's so many virtual clinics going on right now. I'm a basketball junkie, and I can't keep up with all of them. I mean, there's the NABC, everybody. <laughs> so this is a great time, man. So I'm really, I'm really happy that I can share your website. I think a lot of coaches are going to check it out. Um, any final words for us? Anything, and or also, how can we get a hold of you? Whether that's uh, Twitter, Facebook, kind of give us some information on how we can get a hold of you. Yeah, for uh, for Twitter and Facebook, um, it's just the at Basketball HQ. Um, those are those are we share some um, content on there, and you know we'll post pretty regularly different quotes and you know stuff that we think will be beneficial to coaches. Um, so that's something. Um, but yeah, if you if you ever want to reach out, you know, just info at basketballhq.com. We're always willing to connect and try and help out. Um, you know, as many coaches and, you know, grow the game as much as possible. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the way to get in contact with us. But, uh, you know, as far as a final thought, I think, you know, just enjoy the process. That's, that's, you know, you, you hear these coaches that have been coaching 40 years and they're, Hey man, that was awesome. I'm glad to learn that, you know, it's, it's not a, you know, it's, it's, yes, you want to be confident in your, style and what you know and that you know that's a big part of it but don't be afraid to learn and adjust and grow and you know tweak and 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 I would also say too this is don't don't take one coach's word as gospel um you know what worked for them might not work for you uh 
So you learn from them and you evaluate and maybe you add some of it, maybe you add all of it, maybe you add none of it, but just, you know, continue to grow who you are, your style of coach, how you communicate with people. Um, it's not a, it's not a one glove, one size fits all. It's something that you need to find what works best for you. And then just, you know, be, be that coach that you would want as well as a player, you know, don't forget what it's like to be a player if you played and, you know, kind of give your players the benefit of doubt sometimes. Players definitely are, you know, they 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 have a, a very unique skill of being able to understand who's being real and who's trying to play them. They don't need any books. They don't need any videos. They can almost immediately understand that. So if you're real with your players and you have their best interests in mind, you know, you're going to get a lot, a lot, lot more out of them um, if you're trying to, you know, do some kind of not even necessarily meaning to, but kind of just put other things above, above. Yeah. That's great advice, man. I appreciate you you sharing your, uh, your, everything you're doing in your, in your basketball HQ and everything on that. And I'm, I'm actually looking at a lot of your stuff here, man. You got some great free stuff, free resources, which I think coaches should take advantage of. Um, But thank you. And also that's pretty cool. You gave a little discount for our listeners, man. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, man, I've, I kind of just kind of just popped off for me, but yeah, if it helps, it helps. So yeah. for sure, Kyle, thank you again for coming on, man. I wish you the best, and uh, hopefully, basketball will be back in business pretty soon. I don't know when it's going to happen, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm getting the itch to go get some shots at myself. Yeah, you better so. hit the gym right now, man. That's one good thing we we can all hit the gym, <laughs> man, by ourselves, I guess. But uh, yeah, I wish you the best, man. Stay healthy. Thanks again. Hey, this is NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball, and I've been working hard to build an online basketball school to help players and coaches. I'd love for you to check it out at puresweatbasketball.com. Hey, coaches, this is Brad Hillegas, content producer at Huddle for the NBA, NCAA Division One, and high school basketball. I'm a big fan of Coach Furtado's podcast, Championship Vision, because it connects coaches around the country that want to continue learning and growing our beloved game. The X's and O's, coaching philosophy, teaching principles, they're all here. And that's a mission that we're working on at Huddle as well. More than 160,000 teams, including the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate their performance with video. But our collection of online tools is much more than that. Mobile, desktop apps, smart cameras, video editing, data analytics software, the list goes on. But our goal is to help coaches like you teach the game in a modern way, whether that's connecting with your athletes, communicating your game plan, or looking to gain a competitive edge. And if you want to see how Huddle can help your program, visit Huddle.com. That's H-U-D-L.com to learn more. And of course, keep listening to the Championship Vision podcast to never stop learning. Hey, this is NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball, and you are listening to the Championship Vision podcast.